what's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on One edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q on Ones, what I like to do is interview people. Sometimes they can be local entrepreneurs, or they could be someone um, who's doing their thing worldwide. Um, so it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story and what gave them the passion to do what they do or provide the type of service they provide. So please sit back and enjoy the show. And please be encouraged to share. A lot of people, including myself, kind of do their thing by word of mouth, you know. So the more you spread the knowledge about the show, then the more people who can tune in and grow this thing and make it bigger. And it also gives more support for the people who I bring on the show who are looking to get their product or services out to the masses. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. She's an aspiring actress as well as a writer from the Golden State of California, please welcome Miss Charlie Marie to the Talk to Q Radio show. Charlie Marie, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I am great. So glad to have you on. I appreciate you taking the time. And we'll go ahead and get right to it. Now, how did you get into film? What inspired you to choose that type of career? Gosh, well, I've dreamt about it since I was a little girl. I just didn't think it was possible. Um, at the time, I thought, you know, I got to go for, like, being a nurse practitioner, doctor, lawyer, something that my parents would be <laughs> proud of, you know. And to me, that would make them proud because it was something that, you know, I would get paid enough to support a family, and families is very important mm-hmm. and to my family. And I was always, you know, I was raised with that in mind. And so I wanted to impress them by doing something that could support my future family. But secretly, I really, really wanted to be an actress. And I just, I was like, you know, let me just like shove that dream down for a while and focus on being a nurse practitioner. And, you know, I wanted to get into pediatrics and I was learning a a lot about that. And then, you Mm -hmm. know, a few years ago, I got, I got really depressed and, my friend asked me, so what is it that you actually want to do? Because you're doing great with nursing school. Like you seem to be doing really well, but you're still depressed. Why are you depressed? And I was like, well, because I just feel stuck. Like I'm going to be doing this forever and I don't really love it. I love Mm. the people and I'm, you know, I care about the people and I really do genuinely, like I listen to their stories and I really love the people I work with and work for, but I don't, it's not my passion, you know? And he's like, so what right. do you want to do if you could do anything? And I was like, well, I would be an actress. That's definitely the first thing I'd want to do. And he's like, so go for it. And I was like, oh my gosh, but I would, you know, you hear the stories of the struggling actress, you know, and I was like, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if I can do that. I have kids now. And so Basically, I, you know, I kept nursing for a while while I was doing, like, student films and indie films and things that, you know, you don't really get paid for. And I also was taking classes, acting classes, and, I mean, I was working myself to death. I worked in a hospital, and I did this, mm-hmm. and I was going to school for nursing. But then I realized, why am I going to school for nursing if I'm trying to pursue acting? So I stopped doing that, and I started full force pursuing acting, and... Um, I had my, my first paid role last year and that's when I finally had the, you know, cojones to go tell my dad, 
hey, guess what? I, I'm an actress now. <laughs> and I was like, but I'm also supporting my family. So I did both. And he, he, was pretty, he seems pretty proud. Um, and, you know, I told my grandma she's a huge support. And so ever since then, I was like, well, why not go for it? Like, you know, it's hard. It's really hard sometimes. But it's something that I can do, and it's my passion, and I love it. And I can hopefully inspire people in the world. So it's kind of not just a selfish thing where it's like, oh, I like this. But it's also something that I can inspire other people with too, you know. And it's, you know, I wanted to do something that would help as well as do something that I enjoy. And for a while, I thought it maybe nursing would work, but it just, that wasn't really my thing. You know, this is more my thing. So. Okay. Well, it's always good to have family behind you. And you mentioned that you wanted you want to inspire others as well, but who inspired you? Who are some of the people in Hollywood that you find yourself emulating at times or some of your um your favorites? One of my favorites is I have quite a few favorites and they've you know, they've changed over the years. I mean I still love the people that I loved when I was five. I, I've also learned more and it's given me more insight into different you know what other people are doing and one that i really like is mm-hmm. i like johnny depp a lot he um okay i like how he completely immerses himself in the role i mean if you look at his different characters they are completely different you, you know sometimes you can't recognize if it's actually him um because he's so much the character and i also really really admire will smith um because of he seems to have a strong morale with each role he chooses, it seems to have something behind it that means something special or important yeah. or inspiring, yeah. and that's a big deal to me. Um, and um, the, I mean, there's a whole bunch. I like Natalie Portman a lot because I like how she her way of acting, like what she does and how she, you know, portrays herself in each role. I think is really good. Um, and then, mm-hmm. of course, you know, like the the old-fashioned greats like Marilyn Monroe and, you know, Audrey Hepburn and all those people. I've always looked up to them since I was little. Um, but, yeah, those are the main people. I mean, there's so many, like, so many people. There, I mean, I learn from everywhere. So I could see somebody that most people don't like, and I could be watching them on the screen and be like, wow, I love how they did that, you know. So the inspiration kind of just comes from just everything I see. It's like, you know, I'll I'll see something and learn something from everything. Okay. So, and I can tell you're a part of that industry because just listening to you describe some of those, those people and some of their techniques and maybe their, their methods, as far as the roles they accept, that's a lot different than the way I may look at it. If I look at a movie, I just see like, the cool good guys or the cool bad guys or whatever, but you're seeing a lot more. And maybe that's because you wear more than one hat when it comes to film. Now you also do screenwriting and you've been a script supervisor. Uh, What are the roles of those people, you know, those positions as as screenwriter and script supervisor? Um, Well, screenwriter to me, that's huge because I mean, you create the entire world that, this entire production is going to be in for that time period. Um, I have a lot of respect for other screenwriters too. When I'm in their movie, it's just, 
I mean, they created the entire world that we're in, you know, and it's, it's fantastic. That level of imagination and creativity, it's fun and it's just, it's really enjoyable to do, but it's also something that I have a lot of respect for. When I was younger, I thought I'd never be able to do it because it's, you're creating a new world. I mean, that's awesome. But I finally learned and I thought that was super cool. Um, And then script supervising is kind of like you, in a way, are advocating for the script. I mean, you're making sure that everything flows in the movie, that it's continuous, that, you know, there's not continuity errors. So if she's holding the cup of water in her right hand and it's half full, then in the left hand, she can't be holding it for the next scene. It won't make sense unless there's a moment where she switches hands, you know, or puts it down. You keep, you kind of have that. Um, I don't want to disrespect anybody that actually has it, but almost a OCD perfectionism kind of thing. And I'm very much a perfectionist, mm-hmm. so it's perfect for me. And then also, you you know, you remind the characters of the lines if if the actors need help, um, or you know, if the director does something that's not in the script, you might be like, hey, I'm just letting you know this is what's happening here. What did you want to do with this situation? And and just like manage it to where as much as possible, you're keeping the script, you know, relevant. (laughs) So those are things that I definitely pay attention to. I mean, I've seen movies that take place in prehistoric days and you see tire tracks on the ground as if they had cars back then. So you're, you're, you're right. It takes a lot of attention to details to do something like that. And being a screenwriter, given that level of detail involved, can't that open the door for you to be an author? I mean, you ever thought about writing a book? I've definitely thought about it, but when I was younger, before I, you know, actually dove into the industry, when I was trying to be, you know, a nurse practitioner, I, I was in high school and I would, I was trying to write a book. I started writing something and I started with poems and then I started, you know, making up a story and um, it was this murder mystery because I was obsessed with those books when I was younger, but I realized I was imagining it as a movie and like everything that I saw, I would start writing a page and then the next scene would be chapter two and chapter three. And I realized that I wasn't giving as much, like as as much detail about the setting and stuff. Like in books, you have Mm -hmm. more of the setting. You have the emotion of the characters written down because you can't see them on the screen. But the way I was writing it, it was like, I was writing it like it was a screenplay. And I I showed it Uh, to my, my mom. And I was like, hey, what do you think of this? Because she was an English teacher and she knew all about it. And I'm like, hey, what do you think of this book? Isn't it great? And she's like, show your English teacher because she she might have more, you know, information on it. But personally, you need more details. So I showed it to my English teacher as well. And she was like, yeah, you need way more details. Like, what's happening here and here? And I was like, well, they're doing this, but that's the thing. Like, the character just does it. And she's like, so this is a movie, basically. I was like, actually, yeah, that would work a lot better because then the characters would just do it and I wouldn't have to put it in words. So, you know, I don't know. I just think more in movies, I think. Okay. And so something that I noticed that you've said um, on your website um, over at charliemarie.com is that you want to connect the viewers to the characters. Uh, what do you mean mm-hmm. by that? Why is so is that so important to you to connect the viewers to the characters? Well, part of it is like, okay, let's say you have a, a really, really bad day at work or whatever, and you come home and you're just super frustrated. Well, you know, most 
they're pretty good at handling their emotions, so they probably won't, like, you know, get mad at their wife or kids or whatever. But every now and then, if somebody doesn't figure out how to, like, release that energy, they could get upset with their wife and kids. Or, you know, the wife had a really rough day, and she was doing all this stuff, and she, the husband comes home, and she's like, you take care of all of it. I'm so tired of being home all day with the kids, you know. I mean, I did that, like, five years ago. But I was like, okay. I'm so done. Like, just help me. And, but what I realized is sometimes instead they'll come and sit down and put the TV on and laugh or watch something scary or whatever the emotion is that they're looking to, you know, basically emit, they watch something like that and it helps them. It helps them emotionally to be able to, you know, just release that energy of frustration from the crazy day or, you Mm -hmm. know, just take time to be, essentially in their own heads and just watching something else, you know, a different life on a movie instead of, you know, everything that's going on around them that they could be stressed about or what have you. So if they're connecting to the character and, or if they're watching it and the character is somebody that they can empathize with or understand, or even just laugh at, it ends up, you know, sort of releasing that energy for them. And then, they can also empathize with the people around them a little bit easier because it's they see the different perspectives. I mean, if we didn't have movies, we would all only see the perspective of where we are. I mean, yeah, when you travel, you'll see right. new perspectives, but the movie, it creates a whole new world that's just in your living room. You can just watch it right in front of your, you know, your couch and so then you start to see different perspectives and it makes it easier different types of people and, you know, manage the different relationships with the different people. And it just, to me, it creates a sense of, you know, oneness with humans, basically, with emotions and people. And it, it kind of ripple effects because, you know, let's say, like I said at the beginning, you had a bad day and you come home and you put on the TV and you laugh a little bit. And then your wife had a bad day too. And she comes over and she's like, oh, can you take care of this? I've been doing this all day. And and you're like, oh, yeah, of course, babe, I love you. Because you were just laughing and you feel better. And you're like, yeah, and you give her a hug. And, you know, she starts laughing, too, because you smack her on the butt or whatever. And it's like it just it ripple effects to everybody. And it creates a positive experience all across the board. Okay, okay. Sounds like you were writing a scene from a soap opera just then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to be comical. So, <laughs> Right. And I know that being an actor is your major focus. So what's an ideal role for you? I mean, what speaks to you? I personally really like really kind of inspiring roles. Like I mentioned Will Smith before. The Pursuit of Happiness is one of my favorite movies um, because it's so inspiring. I mean, every time I watch it, I'm just like, um, so something where you know, my character, she could be totally quirky and crazy and do all whatever she does. But at the end of the day, she does something that really, you know, inspires people. Um, And that would be my favorite. Um, You know, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking like something like, like Pocahontas, like Disney's Pocahontas, they made a live action. I would love to be in that because what she does, you know, it's not exactly historically accurate, but she does have the you know, the scene where she basically brings the two groups of people together with love. And that's huge. 
And she she's also kind of a free spirit, which is kind of fun. Okay, well, you mentioned um, Pocahontas. Would you be interested in doing voiceovers maybe? Yeah, that would be fun too. I mean, it's kind of just acting the same way you would on set, just not walking around probably. Okay. Well, I don't know. I can just – your personality, I mean, you seem to have a wonderful sense of humor. And so the first thing that came to my mind is some like a, rom- a romantic comedy or, or, or something. But yeah. um, I can see you doing a number of roles from romantic comedy to the next sequel to Scream. I mean, I, I can kind of see you being a little <laughs> versatile. Thank you. And how has the pandemic impacted your work? Gosh, we we were put on hold, I mean, for – a while um a couple of directors called me that had recently you know told me about roles they wanted me in or stuff that we actually had done a few scenes in um and they called me and said look we're on hold until this is over we don't know when that will be but we'll call you those were just completely on hold um so I started working on writing a lot more you know I was home um the kids had to be home from school because that was closed So we were just home all day, and I just made a rule with myself. You know what? I can work on my writing, but I have to take time every hour to spend, you know, focused 100% attention on the kids, too. That way I'm not just on my computer all day and they're bored. You know, I wanted to make sure I did both. So um, we'll do, like, little science experiments and things like that during the day, and then I also work on my writing. However, a couple of things are starting to come back up. Things are starting to open again. And so I've actually booked a movie. I'm going to be a detective um, coming up uh, probably the end of the year. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> okay. So just uh, one more question, and we'll get ready to get you out of here. I mean, is there a, a, a timeline for you to get back to work? Um, I mean, I know you mentioned that project you have at the end of the year, but any other projects that are upcoming that we can be looking forward to? I think the main one is that one right now. The rest, they're going to let me know when they come back up. But that one is called Wicked Ally, and I mention it um, under projects on my website and all over social media I've posted it. And there's, like, a website to learn more about it, too, that the producers gave me. And that's the main thing I'm working on right now. There's a couple other ones coming up, but, again, I'm waiting for, you know, the word to say, like, it's official, we're a go, or exactly what's going on with them. Well, hopefully you'll be able to get back to work soon and continue to do what you love. And where can people find you online, and how can they connect connect with you via social media? So I have the social media links on my website. Um, my website is www.charlie-marie.com. Yeah, just charlie-marie.com. And then scroll down a little bit and you'll get to the social media links. All right. Sounds good. And I'll be sure to share that information on the show page over at talktoq.com as well. Well, Charlie Marie, it has been a pleasure to speak with you. Um, I truly enjoyed the discussion. Thank you. Thank you. And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to TalkToQ.com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two Q. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next time.